and welcome to the Peaceful Pastures podcast, finding peace in the pastures, spending 10 minutes each day with your shepherd. I am Pastor Daniel Lewig, and this podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministries of St. John's Hill Point, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. On day two, we capture the context. We recognize our world today is just a little bit different than the world at the time of the Bible. There are customs, practices, idioms, descriptions of locations that are lost on us. On this day, we take the opportunity to explore the context of the chapters in front of us. Yesterday, we listened to chapters 48 through 50 of Genesis. Let's explore what's taking place surrounding this lesson. But first, let us begin with prayer. Heavenly Father, blessed are they who hear the word of God and obey it. Amen. In chapter 48, we see Joseph receiving a double portion of inheritance that was passed on to his two sons, to his two sons Ephraim and Manasseh. Now, as Jacob is reaching the point when he realizes that he is about to die, he brings Joseph in front of him along with his two sons. And here it's important to remember that Jacob thought he would never see Joseph again. And then how God blessed him with not only being able to see Joseph again and for the last several years, but now he gets to see his grandchildren. And as Jacob gives that blessing, as it happened to him and his brother Esau, we see the younger receiving a greater blessing over the older. In common traditional practice at that time, the firstborn would receive the the greater rights, the greater inheritance. And while the firstborn was going to be blessed, as Jacob describes, in this portion of Scripture, as Joseph thinks that his father is confused and just can't see which son is, is the firstborn, Jacob has to reiterate that, no, this is how it is going to be as the Spirit of God moves him, that the younger will be greater than the older. And that is what is taking place in chapter 48. In chapter 49, Jacob calls all of his sons together. And here we see a a record of inheritance and a record of prophecy as Jacob is moved by the Spirit. This lesson, this chapter, also focuses on and has a considerable amount of poetry that is utilized here, which can also make it a little more difficult to understand everything that is taking place. When we're mixing poetry along with prophecy and then a record of inheritance, it's, it can be easy to get muddied in the waters of what this chapter actually means. For our study here today, what we're going to focus on is more of an, an overview, just to have that understanding of, of overall what is going on here, that this is a record of inheritance as well as a record of prophecy of what was going to happen to the 12 tribes of, of Israel, the 12 sons of Israel moving forward. When Jacob talks about his first three sons, as we talk about Reuben, as we talk about Simeon and, and Levi, 
Jacob doesn't mince words on the consequences of sinful actions in, in previous chapters, that Reuben would lose his double uh, portion of the inheritance to now the son to Joseph and to now the sons of Joseph. And Simeon and Levi, as a result of actions that, that they have done in the past, would eventually lose their portion. Simeon would lose his portion of land over time. Uh, that eventually that number of, of soldiers, as later the next four books of, of the Bible and getting into Joshua as well would, would talk about, that Simeon would be reduced in size and would essentially be absorbed by Judah. Levi is the, the tribe through which the, the priests and Israel's teachers would come from, and they wouldn't inherit a specific portion of land, but rather they'd have a portion of cities that would be theirs. And then they would be provided for by the rest of the tribes of Israel. So we see in some of the, the descriptive language that Jacob uses here, that is what is taking place to these sons that are described but the portion that I want you to highlight comes in the verses that are surrounding verse 10. As Jacob speaks about Judah, he says, Judah, your brothers will praise you. This has a double meaning, as the name Judah itself means praise. This is also where we get the Lion of Judah title from. And these verses that it talks about the Lion of Judah, this is what is going to be used to describe as a title for the, the Savior, the promised Messiah to come. In verse 10, we get to that messianic prophecy in chapter 49. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until the one to whom it belongs comes. This is one of the most significant verses in Genesis that speaks about the coming Savior. This prophecy states that the Savior would come from Judah's line, that the covenant blessing that God gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was now being given to Judah. And the scepter not only referred to the king of kings, but preceding that, this is also the tribe through which David would come, King David. And Israel's monarchy and scepter uh, at its highest point would come through, through Judah and through the city of Jerusalem that would be its capital. So again, we see already in Genesis as we take the overall understanding that this is a book of, of history. It is primarily a book of salvation history. And so as we see God showing how he would save the world through the promised Savior in Genesis chapter 3, when we have the first promise of the Savior, when we have the promise that the Savior would come now through a specific chosen individual and chosen nation through Abraham and the descendants of Abraham that would follow from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to the title of Israel given to Jacob, that that's the nation through which would come from his descendants. Now we have that promise extended at the end of the book of Genesis, stating that the Savior would come through one of his 12 sons, through one of the 12 tribes, through the tribe of Judah.
So here we can see a clear line, a clear promise of the Savior throughout the book of Genesis that now sets the stage for the book of Exodus and the books that follow. But chapter 49 is also a significant chapter for the people of Israel at this time. Here it reiterates their future homeland, the promise of a future homeland, the promised land of Canaan. It also gives them the promise that God will turn them into a mighty nation and also the commitment to the promise of the Savior. This chapter would be very significant for those in Israel as the current history that was coming, the current future that was coming, that would lead them to be placed into slavery in the period of history that would follow the end of Genesis and before the writing of Exodus. As the people were in slavery, it would be important to remember these promises that were given, that a future homeland was coming, that they would be built into a mighty nation, and that the God, the God of their fathers, who walked with them, who promised that he would send a Savior through them, would still be coming to walk with them and send a Savior through them as well. In chapter 50, we see Jacob already receiving the final portion of that promise to him as Jacob dies and his remains are taken back to the portion of Canaan that his descendants owned, the the burial place by the cave of Machpelah. And that is where Jacob's final resting place would be. In chapter 50, once we see the conclusion of this portion of of Jacob's history, the portion of the patriarchs coming to a conclusion of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we still see Joseph's brothers, the sons of Jacob, still dealing with the consequences of guilt of their past. And there, they, they have it in their minds that the only reason that Joseph was kind to them at this point was for the sake of their father. And now that their father had passed away, well, now the time was coming when they would finally get what they have coming. And so they tried to have Joseph connect to their, the, the same way that he carried out all the instructions of Jacob. They tried to tell, ja- they tried to tell Joseph that, there's one more instruction that, that Jacob had, and that was that he treat them with, with kindness. And they fall, they fall at his feet and ask that they'll be his servants. Joseph again reminds them, reiterates as he has stated from the beginning, that what took place was by God's design and God's hand, and to all of their benefits. This was God's plan to work this out to save many, to save millions. What they intended for evil, God used for good. And he again, as scripture tells us here, spoke kindly to them as he tries to assuade their their guilt and see his love, his genuine love for them. Chapter 50 concludes as it 
talks about now the death of Joseph. Joseph would live in Egypt another 50 years after Jacob died. And he would see the third generation of his son's children and have them sit on his knee, as, as Scripture says. As Joseph is blessed to see how all of this was worked out for, for his good and for the good of his family and the good of, a, of the nation and the nations around them. As Joseph is sent to his resting place, he again asks for the same oath of his, of his children that his father had of him, that when the time would come that they would bring him to the burial place of his ancestors, of his fathers, to the land, the, the promised land that God had given and would give in future generations. This concludes our study of chapters 48 through 50 and our study of Genesis. This wraps up today's podcast. We invite you to join in next time and take the opportunity to share our podcast with someone in your life who could use some peace in the pastures. You can find our podcast on all major podcasting platforms. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us at Christ Countryside Wells, W-E-L-S, at yahoo.com. Our podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministry of St. John's Hill Point, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. Music used with permission from Koine, part of their soundtrack to Oh That the Lord Would Guide My Ways. You can find their music on iTunes and many other online musical stores. Scripture used in this podcast is from the Evangelical Heritage Version, used with permission from the Wartburg Project. This is Pastor Daniel Lewig wishing you God's richest blessings on your day.